On this episode of the podcast, we talk about D&D and DC. I almost tripped up on that. D&DC? Yeah, D&DC. That's the name of the podcast. Ah. The whole podcast, not just this episode. Also, I'm Xavier. I'm Nate. I'm David. I'm Caleb. (laughs) Slash Michael. (laughs) Are you recording now? Yeah. Okay. Wait. One, two... Three, one, two, three. Do we start now? <laughs> oh, welcome to Nailed It. I, usually you do that and then you stop. I, I stopped he snapping. Stop first one. He won't, he no, can't he and he won't. recording, don't why, you? Why would I no, stop recording don't stop. if that's the sync? Maybe that's he, he, attention. Then you just edited it out? Yeah. I mean. You screwed it up, start over. But I'm now have to keep that in because of the long wait. I mean, it's it's better for editing. Do you want Do you want me to get it, buddy? I, I can do the intro this time. No, I just said welcome to Nailed It. Did you? Did yeah. I? I did. You didn't say it. Yes, I did. No, you, no, didn't. you didn't. He did. I did too. It's two against two. Ready? Welcome to Nailed It. Okay. <laughs> now we did it twice. That was... Yeah, exactly. Thank not you, as Caleb. exciting. Why did you do it twice? <laughs> Caleb's back. Yeah. <laughs> As you, uh, as you guys can understand now, uh, Caleb and Michael are just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by this point. Yeah, actually, I didn't know. I'm pretty sure they're the same person. Yeah, I haven't seen them together in the same room, so. No, it's not really possible. I um, I refuse to comment on the grounds that my answer may incriminate me. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. That's good. All right, so who wants to start? So what's going on with everybody? Nate, <laughs> what's going on with your life? Oh... Wonderful things. Okay, good. That is, terrible. Well, he's actually got some good stuff going on, but he can't talk about it on the air. Okay. No. <laughs> um, but, you know. I mean, technically, great things, great technically things you is, could, because by the time it comes out, it would be past the time that would something would be happening. I apologize. But listeners. if you were to do it right now, it could leak beforehand, because yes. Xavier may go on and do the thing before the time is necessary. Is he metagaming? But... At the same time, Xavier has a, sometimes doesn't upload on the right schedule. You're correct. I'm just going to start <laughs> uploading these videos on Saturday. I don't even uh, care I'm just going to throw it as your you wife You want to do Saturday? No. It, it <laughs> works better because uh, during the week I'm too tired. That's it. That was all my guesses. That's no. fine because, all, honestly, it hasn't done a boost to us nope. at all. Not at all. It's actually knocked us further down. <laughs> Well, I think I figured out a way to put our stuff on Spotify without it having to cost us, I think. So, I'm going to look into that some more. You mean the Spotify bots haven't already gotten to us? No, because our stuff is never on Spotify. It's only been on SoundCloud and iTunes. But we never checked the iTunes ratings. I think the only one we got was one five-star review from some dude. It was and I think it was him. No, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't me. First of all, I did I did a five-star review that says... Uh, so you did do a five-star review. I did do one. But no, uh, the, uh, Michael's friend that listens to the show all the time... The, not Tanner? Not Tanner. Tanner would not listen to the show. He could barely sit on the podcast. Yeah, he was on the podcast for about a week. Nothing against you, Tanner. Everything against you, Tanner. You sucked on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Anyways, good things Nate. going on for Nate. Throwing the shade out here. Yeah, uh, hopefully. All he, it's all he does. Okay. What? Anything What's else up? going on for anybody else? You guys got D&D and the boys still yeah, going? Boys. Yeah, we yeah. actually, we just now started doing uh, game recordings. So that stuff is in the works. To further document our incompetence. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well... Okay, so I just want to... I don't know when the video's going to be out. Are you going to do in the D&D and the boys? Are you going to do the... In the D&D with the boys? In the D&D. I don't want to be in the Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, D&D with the boys? D&D with the boys. Okay, I feel like we... D&D. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we... With. Yeah. The boys. The boys. Z. With a Z. Okay. Dot com. You ever watch uh, Boys in the Hood? (laughs) Nice. It's like that, except we don't die. That's not true at all. <laughs> I mean... That's not true at all. We almost died we, last week. We almost didn't quite. <coughs> so, well, let's, let's talk about that. Let's so, yeah. Let's talk a little bit of D&D, because I don't know anything about D&D. <laughs> okay. Me neither. Except for the fact that everybody 
thinks I play D&D just because I have glasses. Um, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> Again, making a Boys in the Hood reference. I can't remember the, the character's name, but you know when he... Uh, Are we be... talking about the song? The no, the movie. Boys in the Hood are always hard. I can't sing anymore because it's copyrighted. That's Guy who gets shot in the kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. That's what playing D&D is like. It's that over and over. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I know. And it's usually by your friends. Yeah. So, so, uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, uh, so D&D is obviously a role-playing game that's been made for years. You know, uh, you, you make a character and you role-play as that character, you know, and you go on an adventure with your friends and you have a person in your group who is the DM who is essentially the mastermind, not intentionally trying to kill you, but will put obstacles in your way depending on their personality. They set up the story. Yeah, they set up the story. They make the world sometimes, all, all that jazz. Well, our, our our DM Ryan, he's a genuinely nice guy. He, I, I, I'm re- I'm a recent addition, but he's they've been on some situations where they've had to uh, square up against a god. And somehow, magically, Caleb's character was able to talk the god down. I mean, silver tongue. Yes. Uh, ba- that's based uh, 110% based off of rolls and mm-hmm. stats, that type of thing. Right. So Where do the stats come from? You make you make the character sheet. You make the you make the stats, and then as you progress, your stats can go up yeah. or down, mm-hmm. I think. So, so, so you pick a race, you pick a class, and those have... Uh, general stats and you kind of add them together and depending on race and depending on class you get proficiencies and bonuses in each stat or negatives and sometimes i've gotten uh, not so negatives for strength my guy is scrawny yeah whereas my character is supposed to be this intimidating dude but he has like a negative two in charisma so he can't scare anybody (laughs) (laughs) intimidation rolls off of charisma yeah Ah, so so basically let's say that you roll a dice right and you get like a 15 and you're doing like a intimidation check for for instance for me because I have negative two it wouldn't be fifteen it'd be thirteen and then that checks up against whatever the DM believes is 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 good. I think they roll insight against intimidation. Do they? Yeah. Okay. But if you if you're proficient in intimidation and you've got that plus two proficiency bonus, right. then it cancels out. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, yeah, it, it's a fun game. It's it's a good like just hanging out with your friends and just hanging out with the boys. Well. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit behind the scenes here, and and uh, don't do it. Huh? Don't reveal our magic. Explain. It's not magic. You guys don't let the, the D- you guys editing. don't let the DM talk. And Chance has. This Anyways, little... explain what. The... You don't want me to cuss. That's not the way to do it. Oh, um, oh, no, I was gonna say explain <clears throat> what's going on in your guys' story. I was going to do before you rudely interrupted as explain what's <laughs> going on in the story with as little swear words as possible. Oh, I can oh, do that. Hard. It depends <laughs> on how much you interrupt me. Yeah, you have the floor. Thank you. Anyways, Caleb, do you <laughs> want to explain any of this? Um. I'm about to quit. So I'm, try, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to remember what the overarching story is. We're we're, uh, we're we're connecting ancient magical teleporters for like this world's central government, and then shenanigans ensue based on that. Yeah. So uh, is he rolling dice against the? Yes. the so so DM? so so the, yeah. here's how it works. Okay. We're each a character, right? Right. The DM is every other character that exists in this world. He's, he's like all the NPCs yeah. and like the quest essentials. Yeah, so think about it like uh, uh, you've had to, you played a little bit of The Witcher, right? Yep. So imagine you're Jerry Rivers and you're rolling for your attack stats and your dexterities and all this other stuff, and the DM is every other character in the story. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's what it is. So if I'm like he... level 15, <coughs> first time fighting, does your level DM 16. do voices and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And. I roll, say, my attacking is, I don't know, 10. Okay. And I roll, I don't even know how to... Yeah, I, I'm, like trying, I'm trying to... If you roll a 10, you have to go up against their uh, their AC. I forget what that stands for. Armor class. Armor class. So it's essentially their... Their, their defense. Yeah, you know, their defense window. If you, if you roll a 10, right, and that enemy has like an armor class of like 15, you're not hitting that motherfucker. Part of my language, I'll have to beep that one out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but you're not you're not hitting that. 
because you rolled so low. Okay. Yeah. Basically, there's, so, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. So so what happened is that because I I listened to it recently. Uh, was it the one where we were screaming? It, I listened to all of them up to Fool's Bliss. Okay. So, yeah, because that's when you came in. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, so they're a they started in the middle of the campaign when we started when they started recording the 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 campaign. Yeah. And. Man, that first bit was funny. They they were a group of people that were just going from job to job, not job to job, but they're they're like like you said, connecting the portals, to to get coin. Essentially, they're they're getting paid for this. We're mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, at the point in where the story begins, they dropped off their weapons and armors to get it buffed from a blacksmith, and it was going to take like a whole week or something, right? So in the midst of this, they decide to do a talent show, wherein the, the he, Derek's a gnome, right? Derek's a gnome. He wasn't involved in it. He wasn't, he, yeah. The gnome is sitting in the crowd. Uh, then we have the tiefling, who is like a devil character-ish. They're like, they're like half-demons. Yeah, half-demons. And a robot dressing up as, what was it, Freddie Mercury and Elton John? It was Freddie Mercury and uh, Prince. And Prince. Wait, the robot? Which one was the robot? Prince. Mm, yeah. I can see that. But, and uh, I was I was the tiefling playing, dressed as Freddie Mercury, and I right. said, screw it. I'm going to grab a pair of uh, Rocket Man glasses, too. Can I say something controversial? Sure. No. I don't like Prince's music. Did you say Prince's music or right, Princess music? Right. I heard Princess music. I'm going to head out. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm like, sure he said Princess music. I don't no, like Prince. Prince. Oh. I, I think he's right, an amazing right. guitar player, but I think his songs are, don't match his skill. I guess. Then, you know, you are entitled to be wrong in your own opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, so eventually, they ended up winning the talent show because Caleb buffed every role that he had to make sure that he won the talent show. I've got I've got a 20 in charisma, which is like... You have a 20 in charisma? I have a, I have a 20 in charisma. You're doing too much. Which is like, well, I'm a bard. That's true. My true. spells go off charisma. That's true. Yeah, so like, a, a 20 is like... Almost peak, like in universe, that's nearly godlike ability. So he could literally talk the clothes off of anybody if he really tried. I can, yeah. Like, like <laughs> you know how we were talking about like skill checks and whatnot. Um, but he's a buff I have in persuasion. We is like a plus ten. That's really fucked. So it's really high. So it's Sorry. basically no matter what I roll, I, I I can convince anyone to do anything, and then I have other spells spells that I haven't used yet. Oh. That can also further that. Let me remind you, so, he talked down a god. I was just like, stop. And he was like, yes. <laughs> it was a boss that they were supposed to fight, and he said no. And he's like, all right, Ryan. Ryan was pissed. Because he was like, I mean, I made this whole boss encounter. He was like, I had stages to it, and you just you just rolled. You just, you just talked him down. And I was like, I'm, I'm a silver-tongued demon. Yeah. So what goes into creating, like, how did you get to level 20? So, um, when you make your character, when you get those first, like, uh, six stats, because you've got strength, dexterity, uh, constitution, wisdom, intelligence, charisma, you have to roll for them. And what you do is you'll roll four six-sided dice, 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 and whatever three are the highest, you take those. And then you can allot them to whatever (coughs) stat you want. The DM just has to be there to be like, okay, you're not cheating. Either that or you roll the standard array and you kind of, like, put the points... Where they can go. Oh yeah, and or there's like a, a fold you can take yeah. from. But I like to roll because I like having it be random. Yeah. Anyways, for one of them, um, I believe I rolled a twelve. No. No, I rolled a, I rolled a sixteen, and I put that in my charisma, and then the tiefling naturally has a charisma bonus, and then a bard naturally has a charisma bonus, and so those two made it eighteen, and then. Since we've leveled up, I've used both my ability score, like level ups, into charisma. I want to watch his eyes glaze over. No, um, there's a no, I'm, so I'm like I'm picturing almost like a video game where you're doing picture your like character like creation. Baldur's Gate. He's never played Baldur's Gate. No, never played Baldur's Gate. Here, I'll, I'll, show, I'll like, show him a stat sheet while we're here. Okay. Um, but so, any, anyways, what ended up happening is that the, after they won the 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 talent show. By the way, Caleb, like, I think... The, what was your talent? Um, 
woodwind instruments. Ooh, nice. Like my character is and from like the the desert so like setting, and, he, and he, his starting here. weapon was like the it's called a pungi, and that's like the snake charmer pipe. Oh, nice. I was because I was thinking it was going to be along the lines of like Captain Picard on uh, Star Trek. You know, he plays a little flute thing. Picard's flute. Okay. It's like that, but bigger. That's and then I got another a great episode. <laughs> and then I got another <laughs> one that's like um, I don't I don't want to call it a pan flute, but it's like one of those ones where it's like a bunch of like Rapungi, is that what you called it, right? Long, yeah, a bunch of like longer pipes next to each other. I can't remember what that's called, but I have that, and it can summon rats. Oh, nice. Um, oh, that's that's a place with Rapungi. Rats. Um. <laughs> They use that in the new Flash episode, but or in the new Flash season. Finally, I'll get back to that. Wait, what? The, the Flash theme song. Oh yeah. They, like, there's just a point in the show where uh, something's <coughs> happening, and one of the characters are like, "I've been waiting to use this. Isn't it awesome?" And the female character's like, like giving them the stare down. She's like, "Yeah, no, you're right." <laughs> it was like really good. Anyways, um, so after after they did the talent show and everything. By the way, Caleb. Uh, missed an opportunity with the character that he was with earlier uh, and kind of just flat out forgot about her. But then proceeding before the uh, before the event, went to talk to her and said good luck and she kind of just like brushed him off. <laughs> Much like real life. Yeah. So, But they, they won. Uh, they ended up leaving the town to go to the next area which was called Fool's Bliss which was a carnival town which turned out to be full of illusions and I forget what was controlling the entire town of Fool's Bliss. It was an Oni. It was an Oni? It was the, the Oni and then the um, like skeleton jesters. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what they were called. A bunch of nerd stuff. Eventually they found my character who was supposed to be like a mercenary kind of like a Jerry, Jerry Rivers witcher type deal but he got caught up in, in the magic and was stuck there and was tired. And now I'm traveling with and him. And his dog. I am the dog. Wait, you have a dog? No, he is the dog. I oh. am the dog. I'm an, I'm an animal race character. Call me a furry if you want. I don't care. Um, <laughs> no, but so, anyways, as, as things go along, we got we ended up on this side quest for one of the characters. And we ended up going to this this fort where there's a dragon in sitting in the middle of the fort who's old and on his way out. And then he's talking to this zombified corpse made of, like... It just it's a zombified skeleton corpse that's reanimated, and he's just talking to it. So we think he's crazy, but we don't know anything yet. Um, also, there are vampires in this fortress, and he didn't kill all of them, but he killed the head. As we're going around, Caleb's character finds the sword under a couch. <laughs> oh, you're gonna tell the sword I'm story. I'm gonna tell the sword okay. because I'm still pissed about that's it. That's so funny. So so Caleb finds a sword under the couch, and he grabs it, but he can't let go. Because there's like a spell on it or something. Right. It's enchanted. So he can't let go of it. So our robot decides to have the idea to grab the bottom half of the hilt, knowing that we cannot let go, that he cannot let go of the sword. And we tell him, like, as close as I am to Nate right now, I said, don't grab the sword. And he looks at me and just. He just goes, grabs the sword. I'm going to grab the sword. And now. I made sure to specify which hands we grabbed it with, and I was like, "What is your character right-handed?" He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Mine's right-handed too." So, Dave, hold out your right hand. It's like a fist. This is how we're walking, for part of it. <laughs> yeah. Either I'm walking backwards, or one of us is walking like cross arms. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. So, so we had to get one of them off the sword <coughs> because otherwise, if we ran into a situation, we were going to be screwed. Right. You could both no, do this. No, not like that. Not with that. Yeah. It, it, it causes be, problems. If I was a tiny character, maybe. Maybe. You just, like, pick me up and just... Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not. He's a, with me. he's a robot, and you're a weakling. I'm pretty a sure... Heathling. Heathling. But you're... You, you can't said, speak English good. You said... No, I, I said you... You said your character was not strong. Right. He was all... Yeah. He was weak. Right, but he needs two hands I'm human to size. use his stuff. Right, but... The robot you're, can't you're, pick you're, me up you're, with one you're, arm. you're going too deep into it, Dave. You're looking too. You're, you're going to the. <laughs> I path. feel like the robot can pick you up. That's fine. We but, we've but that, tried that. It hasn't worked. It hasn't. Trying to go into the trying to go into the fortress, uh, the robot threw him into it, and he landed properly. And the robot tried swinging himself up and smacked against. No, no, no. It was. Was it? 
It was he was he like grappled himself into the middle of this building, right? Right. Put like a python in the wall. Put the grappling hook down. Uh, I right. I grabbed it, and then we both had to roll strength because he was gonna like lift me up with the rope and like slingshot me into this hole in the building. Uh-huh. He rolled. Which, in retrospect, he, wouldn't have worked. He <laughs> if we had passed both our rolls, it would have. You would be surprised. The dragon was in the middle. That that was the second floor. Oh, was it? Um, he passed his roll, so he managed to get me up there. I did not. So basically, what happened was is he full force like slingshots me, and I just <laughs> smack into the wall, <laughs> and then I fall down. But luckily, I'm wearing a ring that prevents fall damage. Yeah. So I didn't die. Yeah. Because he said it was like sixty feet in the air. So just so just yeah. imagine like a purple skinned me flying up in the air, smacking this wall, and then just like gently falling down. Yeah. The, meanwhile, a giant wolf man and a gnome are just like we're just walking around the building. Yeah, they go around. They out. go around the corner, and there's like an opening, and they're like. We could we can go in here. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> mm. yeah, ooh, yeah. So, uh, I, so I, what was your plan once you were inside? Because you'd be the only one inside. The, the, well, I'd have the grappling hook, so I could just pull the robot up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, so then we but, but, so, so what ended up happening door. is that so they both have their hands on the sword. The the robot couldn't just throw the grappling hook into the window. No, the grappling hook wasn't long enough. Mm. Yeah. So, so how would you pull the robot robot out if because it wasn't he, long enough? Because he's stuck. Uh, like halfway up the wall. Yeah, he's like halfway. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I see. As this is going on, both their hands are on the sword. The gnome's like, "Well, we can't have this. We're all in agreement that we can't have this," and we're yelling at the robot. And so we decide to give him a gas potion. I'd like to point out that uh, Chance, he's the guy who plays the Warforged, is the source of nearly all of our problems. Yep. Every single one of them. And it, and it goes it goes in depth, so I'm gonna try and make it quick. So we give. I don't know. It sounds like you found a sword. No, no, he found <laughs> the sword, and that's fine. But the warforged didn't have to grab the other half of the sword while staring me dead in the eyes, knowing that his arm was gonna get stuck. My my plan when I when, when like I saw the sword and knew what it was, I was like I was gonna give it to him as right. soon as I got off. Because my character proficient in long swords, so. We yeah. So this so it happens. The arms are both have, and we give the gas potion to him, and he's in a gaseous state of himself. So see through, but think of like fart clouds. I was the great, uh, the the great Muslim boxer, gaseous clay. Yeah, for for an entire like in game hour. So he, like no less than like five seconds later, we get into a fight where he can't do anything. I tried to be gas and just like float in their faces and be like, ooh, ooga booga, I'm gas. Yeah. So we're fighting <laughs> enemies that are supposed to be equivalent to the amount of people in the group, but one of our people are incapacitated, so we can't, he can't do anything. On top of that, this monster has the ability to touch suits of armor and bring them to life. And then the suits of armor could touch other armor and bring other armor to life. And so we're trying to rush and take care of all this stuff. Right. And the Warforged kind of messed it up at that time. And I'm uh, gas. Right. Which, which was my catchphrase. And that was also Derek's catchphrase for a long time, too, because he did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Just, I'm gas. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Oh, so later on, while we're, while we're going through this place, uh, sunlight is beaming into the building. And they're both, uh, the Warforged able to let go of the sword. So we found out that the sunlight is affecting on the sword. So I grabbed it. I have it. It's mine now. Um, it's bat wings. It's really edgy. And it suits yeah. his character because his character is Interesting. really edgy. Yeah. So, I called the sword the big suck. So the it, big <laughs> suck because it has a, like a drain life enchantment. In order to find out more, you have to listen to what? d and the, the voice. voice. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I also want to... I just want to say one more thing before we switch topics. Okay. Uh, we went into a room. There was some scrolls that him and the gnome were really interested <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So... We, they're trying to figure out how to grab these scrolls, but there's an enchantment on the barrel that they're in that will explode with ice. Uh, I try and try and explain to them, hey, we could do it like this. They're not trying to listen to me because our gnome is a little greedy when it comes to information. So I stand outside the room. Uh, the tiefling and the gnome decide to grab a coffin and set it down as a barricade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if it explodes, the ice could go over and freeze them in this case of wherever they are. The Warforged decides to go stand in the corner facing the wall, Blair, Blair Witch style. style. <laughs> just, Again, same guy <laughs> who just grabbed the sword while I was already holding it. Yeah, but he's a robot. But it, it's, it he still matter. can get hurt. Right, but you can just repair him. 
This no, we can't. That's actually part of the story is that not a lot of people know how to like fix them. Oh. Yeah. Well, so he decides to go into the room, yeah. stare into a corner, yeah. and just decides that he's going to be okay. So the gnome reaches with magic and grabs it, grabs one scroll, and the entire thing explodes. I'm standing on the outside of the door just listening to all this happen. Right. And you almost died, right? Is that what happened? From the ice from, explosion. From, from the expo- someone almost died with the ice explosion, or maybe it was maybe it was chance. I think it was, it was chance. Yeah, because he he took he the, wasn't in cover. Yeah, he took the full brunt of that blast just to the back. It was just we had to take like six rests just to keep going through this place for like six hours. Oh, and right before we ended, I got bitten by a vampire. Oh yeah, and my character hunts evil things, so I might have to kill him depending. Yeah, on well, you are an goes. evil thing. He'll talk you down. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. So but, but the thing is, you lose a lot of your magic if you turn. Do I? Do you? I don't know. I've never been a vampire before. We'll find out today, then. <laughs> one quick question. <laughs> nice. What happens if one of you guys die? They die. That character is permadeath. And I take this character sheet, and I rip it in half, and he's gone. It's, so per- it's permadeath. Okay. Yeah. So then, so if we, you when you hit zero hit points, you go into this thing called like um, your your death state, and when you're in that death state, you have to roll uh, a d twenty, and if you get, I believe it's ten or lower, it counts as a fail. Um, three fails, you're dead. Um, and then if you get over twenty or over ten, uh, then you just you just like you're stable. You're not conscious because you hit zero HP, but you're stable, and you're in a coma. Basically, someone just hit you in the head. Um, but if you're, like, you're stable, right. and then someone just walks over to you and just, like, stabs you, then that's, like, an automatic fail. Okay. So, uh, so if, you, if you die Xavier will if you die early in combat, the, like, there's already. a big chance that you, like, will die for real. But it's all about just, like, I guess, maintaining yourself. Yeah. So if you permanently die, and do you then create another character... Which they can at some point find your character. Yeah. Okay, so you're not just kind of sitting there listening to them. No, as I mean you'll be you'll, you'll be sitting there for, for the a while because they, they have to finish the battle. Right. But then the once we explain to the D, or once the DM understands the situation, which he obviously knows what's going on, right. he'll he'll work he'll make a workaround. Like let's say that one of our characters dies in this keep. The way that he could work it out is that oh well there were vampires here and there's a dungeon so he found one of these new characters. Inside, uh, inside the dungeon. That's not how it's going to work for Barakis, though. Well, he's my, he's my secondary character. I've already decided that if my character dies, I'm playing this guy, and his his shtick is that he's like a gym bro. And, oh, and, nice. but, but he, and he worships the the dragon god Bahamut. So basically, what it's going to oh, be? Oh, it's the paladin. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> when uh, like they'll walk outside or whatever, look into the heavens and see a beam of light come down, and see this like ripped golden uh, dragon man. Basically, like benching four fifty with uh, with a god giving him a spot. <laughs> Honestly, I'm probably we'll doing reps on the incline. Hey. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much D and D with the boys. You can check it out at link at here D- at D and D with the boys dot org dot net dot dot com. Wait, what was that name? Dot ca. That was whoever. Uh, it'll just be that. on the screen. Um, I don't know. All right, so <laughs> I've seen I've seen other YouTubers do it. I thought you were stretching. Right here. It's right. It's right there. Yeah. It's, so it's so right here. Right here. Right here. Too much. I don't want to put it too much on the screen. Uh, all right. So do you, any okay? So like I said, I am only really talking about the DC universe. Have at all it. this podcast. Have at it. Besides, well, I mean, we've we talked about D and D and the boys for twenty eight minutes. Yeah. So if anybody else has anything they want to say, now would be the time. Let's we have our bet that we can do real quick. Do you want to do that real quickly and or get it out of the way? Then you can talk it. Do it at the end. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's up to you guys. I mean, I'm gonna win, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We'll do it real quickly, and uh, then and then you can continue on with the the, the uh, what did you call it? The DC Arrowverse. The Stop! Your, no. your brain gonna fry. You do this every time. Stop it. <laughs> well, well, okay. So we've talked bet. about a lot of DC lately. As of it's hot right now, it is. Which oh, Joker number one rated R movie. 
Yeah. Of all times. That's gonna that's gonna give DC some big cojones and think they know what they're doing now. Ding. And then they're gonna put that Joker in a big fancy high CG superhero movie and then completely ruin him. Yep. Yeah, that's the goal. I hope they don't. That's I really the hope goal. They don't. Exactly what they're gonna do. I actually, because I actually think Jared Leto is perfect for that because he's ridiculous. Too bad that he's never gonna be Joker again. No. He won't, which is sad because I liked him as a Joker. I, well, I didn't fully get let him. I don't think he really had a chance. And he never will. <laughs> I just I just want Willem Dafoe as Joker just once. Ooh, just that'd once. be amazing. I love Willem Dafoe. Just picture just picture him doing that creepy face in Spider Man One and Joker face. Or Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti would be a great Joker. He'd be a good gangster Joker. Anyway, finish that. Okay, so as of right now, but I just like the guy, <laughs> David. Yeah, you're fifty three and fifty one. Yeah, I'm sixty and forty four. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah, very close. So for week ten, yeah, we're currently the one that's going to be coming out this week is week nine. So, week ten, Chargers Oakland. Chargers. Oakland. Minnesota Dallas. Uh, let me think. <laughs> Michael's not sitting. <laughs> oh, Dallas. <coughs> oh, see, nervous coughs. <clears throat> <clears throat> Dallas. Detroit, Chicago. Detroit. Chicago. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Baltimore. Baltimore. Ooh, stop guessing the same as me. Atlanta, New Orleans. Uh, I feel like you need to go first. I feel like you do. <laughs> We've already established that you have to go first. <laughs> so you have to. So. Uh, Remember what Michael said. He says every time, don't bet in Atlanta. I think he said bet on Atlanta. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure he did. New Orleans. No, he said don't bet on Atlanta every time. New Orleans. <laughs> Stop cheating. <laughs> I'm supposed to be Giants, the one cheats. <laughs> Jets. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Jets. Because once you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. I'm going to go Giants. Really? Nice. And a West Side Story it? Yeah. Arizona, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Arizona. Damn it. <laughs> Kansas City, Tennessee. Tennessee. Kansas City. Ah, yes. Miami, Indianapolis. Uh, Indy. Indy. Wait, are the Cardinals, like, they're the Arizona Cardinals, yes. right? Yeah. And they're not one specific city? It's just Arizona. Are they the only team that does that? What do you mean? Oh, like Arizona? Because we got, like, the Seattle Seahawks. It's not the Washington Seahawks, but the Seattle Seahawks. You don't have the Missouri Chiefs. You got the Kansas City Chiefs, but then you've got the Arizona Cardinals, and not They're, like and not they like, encompass the entire state, and not like the Tucson Cardinals. <coughs> well, Tucson no. sucks. New York, New York's a city. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Nate. I know it's, it's weird. It's weird. Huh. It is very not strange. Um, Carolina, Green Bay. It probably just doesn't flow well. Green Bay. Green Bay. I don't like how you pointed that out. Cause now I'm just looking at teams, and yeah, I think you. Uh, what are the Texans? Are they Houston? Houston. Houston. Damn. Yeah, you might be right, and they do that with all their teams too. Nate, where are we at? Except for the Rams, except for their hockey team, Pittsburgh. There's uh, a Rams hockey team. Yeah, the Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, do they play on like hard sand? What, no, they like, play on ice. Oh, I'll do Pittsburgh. Seattle, San Francisco. Seattle. San Francisco, still undefeated. Why you, you are gonna get exiled for saying that? Yeah, probably. Will, what is but... wrong with you? All right, so so far, what, what because... are your guys' win loss ratio? David's fifty three and fifty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's because of Michael. Forty four. Okay. Yeah, and that shift happened around the time he started going first. Yes, because yeah. he was winning. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go into. First of all, I don't like you guys teaming up against me. It's not, not fair. It's, it's not fair when, when you and have the mindset of eight people by yourself. <laughs> a little bit to my advantage that Michael's not sitting right there because he was. You were looking to him, and he was. No, Michael's not doing anything. Yeah, he was. He, literally, he was making ex- sure literally was. on the last podcast that was uploaded. He is making like disgruntled noises at every team that you picked. I don't think so. I I don't. No. But I watch football every Sunday. Yeah? You don't. 
Right, and I have a pretty good record for not watching football. I don't even know which teams winning or losing during exactly. the entire so, season. Like all I know is numbers. I just have M&Ms coming like, my way. You know I, mean? <laughs> I I don't know like when it gets breaking down. I do not know which team won and which team lost. So I'm just guessing every time. Would you rather have like a big bag of M&Ms or one big M&M? Like it's this big. A bag of M&M. Okay, you have fun. All right. I mean, because then you, what, are, what are you supposed to do? Like, you, you eat it. Like, you know, the, like the big Hershey's Kisses? It's like that, but it's got like an uncrackable candy coating on the outside. And it's so huge. You would, like this thick. But it would... Like the jawbreaker that's like this big and it takes you like a year to eat it? Yeah. I, first of all, you, you crack it and then you take little pieces what? of it. But if I would love to see you with the giant M&M and doing this... Just, you know, you have to slowly lick it or something like that. It was really awkward. You guys ready? You guys ready? Yo, that was just, that was straight queer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gangsta. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk about the DC Arrowverse and also. Wait, are you not done? Yeah. That's no, it. that's. The other half. Oh, this is week 10. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. So I'm also going to be talking about uh, Titans, which is on the DC Universe online. or Not the game. Not the game. The website. Um, but I'm first I'm going to talk about Titans because out of all the shows that I've been watching recently, Titans has been the most enjoyable. They've done a lot of fixing. Um, it's really good. So this, this, uh, that is dumb. I was trying to see what time it was. Right. And it, and it like zoomed in to a certain spot. I'm like, don't do that. All right. I'll do a hard cut. (laughs) Um, you don't need to do a hard cut. Okay. So you do. So Titans has been really good. They've brought back all the characters and they've added some new ones. Uh, they fixed Starfire, which I enjoy a lot more now. Straight hair? Straight hair. More, no fur? No fur. Doesn't look like some 1970s hoochie. You know, she looks respectable and all that stuff. And you're getting a little bit more of her backstory, which is really nice. Um, you get a backstory for the Titans before, um, before when they first started. And then they broke off and stuff like that. And it has to do with Slade Wilson. Uh, is, it, look, is, is it Manu Bennett? It's not Manu Bennett, but the guy they got to play Slade is pretty good. He's pretty intimidating. Is it Joe Magniello? Uh, no. Is it Paul Giamatti? It's not Paul Giamatti. Get off of him. <laughs> I mean, it maybe feels like the Penguin. He would make a great Penguin. Or like, uh... Oh, crap, what's his name? Not the Tinkerer. What are you talking about? Yeah, who makes the, little toys? The toy maker? Toy maker? Toy maker, yeah. oh. Oh. Ooh, the, that the, guy who makes toys. How the about toy the maker. Mad Hatter? He could yeah. do the Mad Hatter. Calendar Man? Oh, no, he'd actually be a good Calendar Man. Oh, no. What about the mustard? What? Ketchup and mustard? Condiment yeah. Man? Condiment Man. Okay. The real thing. <laughs> Matter Eater Lad. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's a name. His, the guy who portrays Slade in this one is called Isai Morales. Show me a picture. The name sounds familiar. I'll put the picture up in post. Oh, dude, that's my dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. Yeah, I don't know what else he's been in. Oh, oh no, no. He's just played He's played Slade in all, in all of the, his appearance here. <coughs> he plays a good Slade. Like, when I see him, when I think Deathstroke and I see a man on screen, I want to feel threatened. Joe Magniello. <laughs> Who? Um, did, did, you, did you ever watch Justice League? Like the cartoon? No, the, the, movie? the movie. No. Okay, well... You should watch it. It's an amazing movie. Don't watch the movie. Watch the post-credit scene. Spoilers. Uh, Deathstroke shows up. Oh, does he? And he takes uh, off... Sucks his, that's never happening. And he's... Like, the costume is really good. Is it? It's the it's probably the best one. I haven't seen the Titans costume, but it's way better than the Arrowverse one. It almost... Yeah, the, okay, so he, the thing he looks is... Like, it looks like Injustice Deathstroke. Okay, so the thing is, when it comes to, like... Suicide Squad Deathstroke? That, that's that, a that's, Deadshot. That's oh, that's Deadshot. Shot. That's right. But yeah, anyways, I, it's this guy Joe Magniello. He was in True Blood. He uh, okay. he's like the werewolf guy. I don't. I didn't watch True Blood. Right, right. No. Um, he's married to Sofia Vergara, and they are easily oh, really? they are easily the most attractive couple on this planet. So like separately, they are bangable, and then together they are like impeccable. Like separately, they're bangable, but together they're double bangable. Yeah, right. they the, there's some is so, greater. This than... is the picture of Deathstroke that they have for Titans. 
DC one's better. Or the, the movie one's really? Because I saw this dude show up on screen. I'm like, cool. I'm not. I don't. I'm afraid. Just look up uh, like Deathstroke, Joe Magniello. Okay. Or so, in my opinion, it's right. better. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm catching up with it, or I'm all caught up with Titan. I need to watch the new episode. Uh, uh, okay. Wind Swamp Thing. Uh, never. Is uh Swamp Thing for Titans? Maybe. Did Swamp Thing for Green Lantern two? I. Green Lantern's being on HBO. So. Green Lantern and I two. I believe I heard. Boogaloo. Deathstroke is supposed to get its own spinoff series. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, anyways, but no. So there's a part the, like going throughout the story of Titans as as of so far, you're kind of dealing with uh, Dick Grayson dealing with the complications with Slade's kid from the past when the Titans first broke up. Um, Wait, Ra- it, Ravagers in it. Ravagers in it and Jericho. Yeah. So uh, both of Deathstroke's kids. Ravager is a. I love Jericho. He's like one of my favorite wrestlers. Ravager is a delight character. It, it speaks to the Ed Lord within me, and I, I just love the way she acts with everybody in the and, in the crew. And is is it still Summer Glau? It's not Summer Glau. Okay. That was the worst okay, version of Ravager. Nothing against Summer Glau, but it was the, she was Ravager at the last second. The thing is, is that the outfit that she wears, it's like she has a a weird mix of, like, a golf ball attached to her head and her face is so small that it just goes down and it does not look right. Anyways. uh, Ravager's really cool. Seeing the little bits of Jericho is fun. But there's a portion in this, in the later episodes, where uh, Robin starts going crazy and he starts seeing Batman, who, if you don't remember, it's Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. (laughs) So um, imagine Drew Mormont in a suit being Bruce Wayne. I don't remember his real name. Uh, Ian Glenn. Ian Glenn. Uh, it was Daenerys' uh, right-hand man who got exiled and then came back and did, was his right-hand man and then died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's... I'll, I'll, show you, I'll show you after this. But there was a scene where he starts hallucinating Bruce. Because mm-hmm. Bruce, uh, the hallucination of Bruce is like, just tell them the truth. Tell everybody what was going on and why you why you're freaking out like this when it comes to Slade. And there's just a portion in a in a strip club or not a club or just a dancing club in general where there's two dancers on the stage and the character George Mormont's character is just like just having fun and just dancing around on stage with all the girls and stuff like that and he's making snarky comments. But he's like really stiff when he's dancing or something. No, he's he's just he's fluid, man. He's into it. Like it's it's a very enjoyable portion of the show where it's like you're watching Robin go crazy, but then the character is uh, Jordan Mulwatch is having fun, talking smack. It's just, it's a really good it's a good time on that show. I, I actually can say I recommend it now. Like you have to slog through season one and deal with all the weird messy complications that's there, but once you hit season two, it starts it starts running. Okay. And it runs hard. Like a they, lot of shows are like that. Yeah. yeah. Season one is. You just, it's you all always, set up generally. You just, yeah, you have to tell people, just like community, you go, make it through season one, season right. two is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Sons of Anarchy is a lot like that oh, too. Yeah. So I'm going to try and blast through these because we're running long on time. Uh, they brought in Supergirl, they brought in, uh, not Supergirl, they brought in Superboy, Connor mm-hmm. Kent, they brought in uh, Crypto for yes. S's and G's. Uh, Beast Boy, Raven is there. They brought in Jason Todd, which was in the last season. He's, he's doing fine, but he's... Going through some... They almost did the killing joke on him, but instead of Joker, it was, it was Deathstroke. Okay. But now he, like, has this crazy PTSD. Uh, or do you mean death in the family? Or did you... You mean... The death family? of the family. The no, family. De- it's death in the family, yeah, you're right. When, when he dies. Yeah, when he dies. Okay. And it looked like they were kind of setting that up, but it didn't end up going that way. Uh, so... <laughs> try and play Neezy's with Nate over here. Um, is, is it Jensen Eccles? It's not, but he did do a picture where he dressed up as the Red Hood, and he recently did. he did one of him dressed up as Batman. I saw the Batman one. That's it's really good. Tight. Uh, we need him to be Batman. Uh, so, yeah, no. Titan season two is really fun. I need to catch up because uh, I'm an episode behind now. Let's. I'm just gonna go straight into Batwoman since that's the one I was most. Excited Are you now? About. Yes. Right into it. Right into it. I enjoy Batwoman for what it is. Like it is an interesting. It's a character that hasn't been brought to the big screen before, in, in specific with Kate Kane. Uh, there has been a Batwoman before, who was, I think, also named Kate Kane, but it was the old 
version of Batwoman. This is in the more modern version. Was it Cassandra? No, Cassandra Cain is Black Bat or something like that. Okay. Or the or the orphan as she's now known. Sorry. Not that's not a spoiler, right? No. Okay. No. Um. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. it took till episode three for them to get the full costume, with the wig and the red motif on it. It's pretty everything. fast, actually. It, it, well, I mean, Arrow had his in the first episode. Flash, I think, had his also by the first episode. Supergirl had hers by the uh, first episode. What am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Daredevil. Probably he didn't get it till the last episode. Because he was mostly season. he was mostly in like ninja. Yeah. I mean, technically he's blind, so he can't really see what he yeah. looks like, anyways. That's true. But but <laughs> like they they what they did is they had the Batman outfit and they retrofitted it as much as they can, beginning to match Ruby Rose's uh, figure and stuff like that. But her head compared to the where the mask is, it's again too small. The the wig really fixes a lot of the design problem with her the look of the character. Um, but overall, I mean, wait, I, I, it's a long curly red wig. Yeah, and she, she, even though she has short hair, it it's a good disguise. I mean, granted, it, the combat effectiveness is not like, put well yeah. there, but if you have the red wig on, it's long hair. Nobody's gonna su- suspect a short-haired person to be under that. Now, is it attached to her head, or is it just part of the helmet? It's part. It's part of the cowl. Okay. Oh, so it's not a weave. It's not a weave. Oh, good. I mean, technically, maybe, if it's weaved into the cowl. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, but it, it's it's fun. Like, they're not pushing the issue that they could be doing, yeah. which would be uh, lesbian. Big gay. Yeah, a gay superhero. They, they do bring that up and, like, explain with Ruby Rose's character being, like, um... It's like, okay, she was doing this, she was in this military-style program that her father set up after her sister and mom died. Then they, um, she gets, she gets in a situation where she's with her girlfriend, who's also, who's now, like, a high-ranking commander in her father's, like, militaristic organization in Gotham after Batman's been gone for three years. And... Inexplicably, right? Right. So they're there together, and they get caught, and then they have to separate, because one's thinking about the career being... Uh, Kate Kane's girlfriend and Kate Kane's like oh, I just want to be with you being Kate Kane obviously so she continues her career they break it off and she kind of disappears uh, her father has her going around the world like Batman uh, learning from all these different people to get better and be able to protect herself uh, yeah and then she comes back after they find out that uh, the girlfriend was missing or Ruby Rose comes back after finding that the girlfriend is missing is trying to help out. Stumbles into Wayne Tower, finds the bat suit, and Lucas Fox, or Luke Fox, who is the son, is the son of Lucius Fox. Right. Um, and he's like, it's like, yeah, obviously now you know that Bruce was the Batman. And he's like, oh, okay. And she takes the suit and goes saves. Uh, go saves the girl or whatever. Uh, that's just like the basic overall. There's a character who is her Joker, named Alice. The girl who plays Alice, I don't know her name, I gotta look it up, but it's her entire motif is based off of Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. So she, all her minions have like rabbit heads. So we're getting the Mad Hatter. You're getting, I mean, you're getting the Mad Hatter, but Alice is who the girl is, but that is that is Kate Kane's Joker. And whoever that actress is, plays that character really well. Like, she does have that insanity kind of thing going on where it's like, ah, I mean, it's not obviously believable because it's cheesy because of the DC Arrowverse. Yeah. But it's like, I'm having fun with this character, so I enjoy what, what she's doing. Okay. Um, I've, I've, they've only gotten to episode three, but you end up finding out that Alice, in the first episode, at the end of the first episode, that Alice is Kate's sister that supposedly died when she was younger. And she magically survived because what happened was there was an incident that was going on. Uh, Kate, Alice, and their mom were driving, and the car goes overboard. Or not overboard, but gets crashes into like the cement wall mm-hmm. and is hanging over and about to fall into a river. Kate was able to get out, but Alice and their mom weren't able to, and it falls. Mm-hmm. This is after Batman came through and thought that he had everything under control, and he thought he knew the entire situation where he, you know, what Batman does when there's multiple people to save. So do we get ba- to see Batman in the scene? You get to see a silhouette of Batman. Oh, okay. So it's, it, they ba- he back grapples some one thing, back grapples another, and sticks it together, and thinks everything's cool, and they can get out safe. 
it falls through. They supposedly die. Uh, Alice shows up later. It's like, I could be your sister. Could not. But they both have these matching gemstones that they were on the necklace since they were twins. And it's like, okay, no, that's totally my sister. And then now it's just like Ruby Rose trying to convince everybody else that Alice is the sister and see if they can try and save Alice. But I don't think it's going to work. But it's like, again, end all be all, it's enjoyable. I think that the issue where people weren't watching it is because people don't know the character as well as Arrow or Flash. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe even Supergirl, but they're not going to go watch for Supergirl. They're going to go watch for Superman. Because he's like, it's Superman. You know, all that jazz. Um, now, if it was Power Girl. <laughs> yeah, if it was Power Girl. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm excited to see where they can go with it. The only thing that I have as, like, a negative on it is, and mind you, I'm keeping my expectations, like, hitting the floor, kissing the dirt, is that they don't need to do a monologue every episode as if they're expecting Batman to come back. Because we don't know, right? Because as far as we know, Batman's been missing for three years. At the same time, Bruce Wayne's been missing for three years. So I wonder if they're the same person. Maybe. No, no, no I don't think so. But so, so there's, there's just points in the episode where... Ruby Rose, or Kate Kane is writing a letter to Bruce in one of his journals that he found in the Batcave. And it's like, just constantly making reminds like, oh, I can't be you, I have to be I have to be me, but just like you. And then that's when they get the red wig and all that stuff. And it's like, no, you don't need to do that. Just stop. It should be you. Be Batwoman. And so then I haven't watched the latest episodes. Uh, I'm just going to talk about Arrow because it's the more... Uh, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Batwoman a solid seven. Okay. Solid seven. Out of what? Out of ten. Okay. Because it's the beginning of a show, and I'm not gonna knock it because it obviously it's not gonna have the strongest start. Yeah, they're still trying to find their footing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna give it a chance, and I'm gonna keep watching it. I, I people give everything <coughs> a, a, a three, a three, you know, the golden rule of three or whatever. I generally give it about a five. A, a, I give five episodes <laughs> before I determine what I'm, if I'm gonna keep watching it. That's just me. Um, so with the Arrowverse, Crisis is still going on, right? Crisis is now starting in full effect, which I talked about in the last podcast. Before we go straight into that, has anybody seen the Bird of Prey? Because we're talking I DC. saw the commercial for Bird of Prey. Hmm? I'm not excited for it. I am so disappointed in this entire idea of this movie. <laughs> I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress, and that's about it. Yeah, well, I feel like it's not the birds of prey. I they feel like Gotham City Sirens. Probably it would be better. And I, I feel like it's so cheesily done. And I feel like I liked Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad. She was like the best part of it. But in this, she seems like the absolute worst part of it. <laughs> yeah, the trailer seemed very like Harley Quinn centric. It's, it's all Harley Quinn focused because it it, it should be she, about the ensemble. She's yeah. the hot Deadpool of the DCU. Yeah, but she's not is. anymore. Like she was good in that movie, but right. it looks like they're it's like giving a side character a main role, and you're just like, well, they can't. I mean, no, Harley Quinn has her own line of books where she's doing fine. No, no, no. It's, I I understand in the book series, but in the movie series. They're focusing... I don't know. Maybe the movie will be different, but it Hon- looks just honestly, terrible. Honestly, it shouldn't be the Birds of Prey, because the Birds of Prey is led by Batwoman, with Huntress being... Or not Huntress, but like... It, it's led by Batwoman being... Or it, it's Batwoman, just another Batgirl. frustrating thing to me where DC is... Getting a, well, they're getting ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. They're introducing a whole bunch of characters that we don't know about, and well, people know about, but don't care about, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then they're just throwing something out there. Which is just going to bomb huge, uh, and it just frustrates me. Well, they're going to anyways. Tr- they're going to try. Let a, I mean, I think the the Harley Quinn animated short or the animated show is going to be better than Birds of Prey. Oh, I'm sure it will yeah. be. Yeah, it's going to be a show. Mm-hmm. Ke- uh, Kaylee Cuoco, the girl who plays Penny in Big Bang yeah. Theory, is going to be Harley Quinn's voice actor. And they're getting like Diedrich Bader to come back as Batman, who was Batman in Brave and the Bold. So that's going nice. to be really good, right? Uh, they got like an all star cast for that show too. Anyways, that's the only thing I wanted to say about that, but I didn't know when to throw that in. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, so, Arrow started strong. Arrow started real strong. It was also very confusing, and I could understand where the confusion kind of came from for people. 
uh, as we talked about last week, we we saw that in like the Arrow commercials, they have Batman's cowl on the beach, on a beach, and there's an arrow sticking through it. Mm-hmm. Turns out that that is an alternate Earth. That's Earth two, where is, all, isn't that where Supergirl's from? No, I think she's from like Earth forty something or maybe oh. sixteen or something. I don't know. Anyways, oh, no, Earth two is where um. It's where all the evil superheroes are, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, so on Earth 2... I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, you want me to, I mean, I can cut, or we can keep talking. You can keep going. Okay. Just, is it just at the end of the hall? Yep. Okay. So, uh, so Earth 2, instead of Oliver being on Lian Yu for, like, five years, which is, the you know, the island where he was stuck with... Right, the island of misfit toys. Yeah. He's on there for ten years. Oh. So, the entirety... Of like the Arrow Run, plus however many years he was already on Lian Yu, and that's what that's what this opening is. So, series opens to the same way that uh, the 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 series opener actually was. So like the first scene of Arrow, he's on Lian Yu. He gets found by the boat, and then this and then and then in this season it opens the same way, except Oliver is like clean shaven and stuff like that. So it's like, all right, how did you get here? Uh, what's going on? So, Oliver returns back home to Starling City. Not Star City, but Starling City, which is what they they originally called Star City in the first couple seasons of Arrow. And his mom's alive. And her his mom is not married to, uh, or getting ready to marry uh, the guy named William. I forget who he was. But she's married to Malcolm Merlin, who was the Dark Archer from the first season, who's a reoccurring villain okay. in the series. Uh, his sister's dead, but the brother is, a, uh, his best friend, Tommy Merlin's alive. So essentially you're kind of re-going through the first season of Arrow. So, this is the last season of Arrow, mm-hmm. right? I always find it interesting when they, you're trying to close out a story. Right. I'm assuming this is what's going to happen. It's going to get down to the last three episodes of of Arrow and they're not going to solve anything until probably they'll not even allude to what's going on in the actual story thing that you're paying attention to to like the last episode nope they do they do that in this first episode okay good because I, I find it very frustrating where right shows <coughs> and then you find they, out the whole time they've been dead well no like yeah awesome. <laughs> well like like I always go back to um how I Met Your Mother, where they had the huge storyline, and they wrapped up everything in the last episode instead of the last three episodes. Right. Like, yeah. the, la- the the two episodes before it ends have little to do with nothing. Oh, no, I get it. No, <laughs> the arrow, arrow 100% just shoots this out the gate. Okay, The mo- The monitor is sending Oliver all across the multiverse to grab certain things to help stop the crisis effect. So, when you're... Um, when you're on Earth 2, as I was explaining to him, Oliver ends up on Earth 2. Mom is alive, uh, married to Malcolm Merlin. Thea's dead. Tommy's still alive. So, essentially, by this point, what's happening at the end of the episode is that Tommy's trying to redo the entire first season plot. Uh, or the first, yeah, the first season plot is that he's trying to do the undertaking, which is essentially they're going to blow up a certain part of the city as a revenge plot. So the way it works is like it's not Malcolm that's doing it; it's Tommy. Tommy's now the Dark Archer, and he's doing it because drugs killed Thea, and Oliver wasn't there to save him because he was stuck on the NU. Um, but the entire thing is like they're only there for like dwarf particles or whatever that only exists on Earth too. And once they get it and they're about to leave, uh, the entirety of that Earth gets destroyed, or that universe gets destroyed. Like it's just blinked out of existence. It does not happen. Oh, like the anti monitor gets to it. I'm assuming that's what it is, but the monitor is like, you sh- I told you to just legitimately grab these dwarf particles, and then, all right, I'm going to head out. You decided to interfere with everything that's going on, and because of that, now this universe is doomed. So that universe is gone. So you have to, you have to watch uh, Oliver's mom die. You have to watch uh, two of the characters who was, who was part of it, the newest part of Team Arrow die. Well, how fast does it happen? Oh. It, it is almost Thanos level. I'm not feeling too well, Mr. Stark. Like the people die or everything? Everything is gone. is gone. Like a white void with like a red outline is coming and attaching to things. Or not really coming into but it's like a wave. 
Okay. And it's and it, as it's getting closer, people are like just dusting out of existence. Right, but you don't really know them, so. It's, I mean, know, I guess. It's, but it's technically, like, it doesn't really matter. Right. So, but they're dusting out of existence <laughs> and everything. So. I mean, I'm sorry for them. Uh, sorry for the loss. Yeah. Of people I don't know. While they're doing this, they're doing the same thing again. Okay, where there's stop interrupting. Because uh, you don't want me to cuss, and every I, t- no, every, I don't every, want you to cuss. Every time you cuss, I'm gonna. Every I, time you I interrupt, cuss. every time you interrupt, I will cuss. <laughs> I'm warning you. So much anger. Well, don't anger me. Oh, I was talking about Nate. I don't care. <laughs> You're still interrupting. Anyways, so what what they're doing is that they're still running the the congruent plot that they did from the last season, where it's old team Arrow. Dealing with the new team arrow in terms of um, <laughs> in, t- in terms of they're they're talking about Oliver's kids, William and Mia, who are kind of like run- running the new team arrow in the future, trying to rejoin the city. You know, uh, his Oliver's son, who we had by a different woman, is the tech guru like Felicity, whereas Mia, who is Oliver and Felicity's child, is just like Oliver. At the end of this most recent episode, the the monitor does something where he combines the new crew with the old crew. And it left on a huge cliffhanger. And I'm really excited for like, it. Like physically? Like he took two bodies and it was just like... No, no, no. So so sit. he so what he happens is that... Well, what was that episode? Was that when they were in... I, I forget what it was. Um, anyways, at the, end, at the end of this most recent episode, Oliver gets teleported back to the present day in uh, Star City. Okay. He sees Diggle... He sees Renee, he sees Dinah, and they're like, how are you here? Why are you here? At the same time, Oliver turns around and he sees his son, who was taken away from him and living with his grandparents for, for a while, but now he's all grown up. Mia, who is his daughter, who he's only met very briefly, but then was taken away because of the monitor, now all grown up. Hi! And then, and then um, <laughs> Connor Hawk, who is... Yeah, Ooh. yeah, Connor Hawk, who in this universe from, from Legends, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, okay. the same actor too. Cool. Yeah, so Connor Hawk, who is uh, John Diggle's adoptive son, by uh, a dude named what was his name? He his his moniker was the Tiger. He was played by Michael Jai White. Oh yeah, Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger. Yeah, yeah. His son. Huh. It's his John Diggle in the future adopts him. So they all show up, and now you're going to see Mia with Oliver and see how they connect. So it's super, it's super interesting. I'm really excited to see where it goes with that. So we might actually get a volley of arrows. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Flash is all right. Uh, Supergirl is starting off strong, but they're still doing the, like, uh, that one's the most woke series out of all of them. Even more than, like, Black Lightning? Black, yeah, actually. I mean, Black Lightning is like black people. Not that I have anything against it. I'm just saying that's wow. just what they do. Wow. It, it's straight up like everybody's black. and Everyone. Everyone is black. <laughs> and anybody, Earth, anybody, Earth B. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody that's not black may or may not pose a problem. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Earth B. Yeah, Earth B. Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's literally what Black Lightning is versus okay. Supergirl where it's like... Um, we're having this, um, immigration crisis. Okay. Uh, now we're dealing with media. Do people want to actually read and watch the news or do we want to just hit clickbait? That's how they're starting this, this season, Supergirl off. I'm like, okay, whatever. Black, Black Lightning. I forgot what season, what happened in season two. So when I started watching season three, I was really confused, but they, they do have really good choreography. That's the thing I can also say about Arrow. Arrow had some dope choreography fights in this. Is uh, so is Black Lightning a good show, or would you rather have Static? Show? Is it Static? Show? I would static rather show? have Static because that was a great show. But I like that but one. Black Lightning <laughs> is a black person empowerment show, which I think DC decided to do after Black Panther came out. Okay, I'd say after like Luke Cage. Not even. Not even. Mm-mm. Because Luke Cage came out before Black Panther, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then Black Panther came out, and Wakanda forever, and then Black Lightning comes out, and it's like, we're in the we're in the ghetto, and Black Lives, and we're trying to do this. Like, again, I'm black. I don't have an issue with that. But 
it's too much of it's too much of an issue for people to be dealing with. But I'm not going to get into that right now. It's too political. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, my my whole philosophy on all that stuff is there's a lot of stuff I'm for, but just because you're putting it in my face as if this is the biggest issue in the world, yeah. then it makes me mad and I don't want to have I anything don't to do to with it. it. I don't, even if it's something I'm really excited about and they're like in your face about it and this is the... Mm. No, mm. Just, just go away. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening to the Wait, episode. one more thing. What? We don't have enough time. It'll just be real quick. Because literally... A few days after this releases, Wait, Nate wants a quickie. So, The Mandalorian will be released on Netflix. Oh, we can on, talk about that next next episode on Netflix. Yeah, we'll talk about it next episode. Which one's The Mandalorian? Star, Star Wars. Wars. Oh, we'll talk, we'll talk, that's Netflix, isn't it? We'll we'll talk we'll talk about it next episode. Is that on Netflix? All right, Disney. thank you everybody. Wait, D and D and the boys. Plus. Thank you for listening to the Nailed It Podcast. If you like it, please subscribe to all our social media. Our Facebook is at the Nailed It Podcast. Our Twitter is the Nailed It Pod. Also look for us on Patreon. Thank you for listening. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>